Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Several times throughout the ministry of Jesus, he told his disciples of his departure. He was going to leave them. He spoke of his death. He also spoke of his return. Today on Drawing Near, as he journeys toward Jerusalem and the cross, Jesus talks of these things with his disciples. Let's take our Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 17, and look at Jesus Revealed. And as we get ready for our study today, let's pray. Our Father, we thank you today for this beautiful day, this opportunity to live and breathe, to enjoy the life, all the things that you have given us through your grace and mercy. We thank you that we get to enjoy it with the leadership of your Holy Spirit and the knowledge of your Son, having been saved and forgiven of our sin. Father, we're also grateful that we can anticipate life beyond this world. There will be a new heaven and a new earth. Jesus will restore all things to the way you desire them to be. He will redeem. He will consecrate and cleanse. We should rejoice in this. Father, thank you for the promise of eternal life, of a life in heaven with you, enjoying your presence, enjoying your blessings, and your glory. Now open our eyes to the truths that we're about to read. Help us to understand. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In Luke 17, verse 22, we're told, Then he said to his disciples, The days will come when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man and you will not see it. And they will say to you, Look here, or look there. Do not go after them, or follow them. For as the lightning that flashes out of one part under heaven shines to the other part under heaven, so also the Son of Man will be in his day. But first he must suffer many things, and be rejected by this generation. And as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed." As we look at this passage, we need to keep in mind that Jesus, at least in chapter 17, has just discussed with the Pharisees and his disciples the fact that the kingdom of heaven is not coming in a physical way, at least not now. And so as he launches into this passage, he first tells his disciples that he's not always going to be with them, that he is leaving. That's what's meant by the two phrases, the days will come when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. Currently, they were walking with him every day, all day long. They were eating with him. They were sleeping when he slept. They were serving him. They were listening to his teaching. They were assisting him in his ministry. But the day was going to come when they would not see just one of the days of the Son of Man, just one of the days of the Lord Jesus. Then down in verse 25, it says, But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. 
Obviously, he's talking about the cross. And with the cross comes his death, his burial, and his resurrection, and eventually his ascension. So he first tells his disciples in this passage that he's not going to always be with them. The second thing he tells them in connection with this, he tells them that there may be false Christs or false claims that Jesus is here. Verse 23, and they will say to you, look here or look there. Do not go after them or follow them. Matthew, at a different point in Jesus's ministry, says about the same thing. He says there will be many false Christs, and people will say, look here, look there, but do not follow them, for many will be deceived. Jesus doesn't want his disciples to be misled as to his return, because that's the second thing he tells them. He's not only leaving, but he will return. Verse 24, for as the lightning that flashes out of one part under heaven shines to the other part under heaven, so also the Son of Man will be in his day. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is going to have a day. The day of the Lord is coming. It's talked about often in Scripture, the great day of the Lord. Jesus is coming back, and when he comes back, when he returns, he's going to be as visible as the lightning in the sky. But not just lightning, but the way the lightning flashes in the east or flashes in the west, and it's light lights up the entire sky, Jesus's return is going to be that visible. It's going to be clear and no one will miss it. The third thing he tells his disciples is that the people on the earth will be oblivious to his return and the judgment to follow. He says this in verses 26 and following. He says, and as it was in the days of Noah, so it will also be in the days of the Son of Man. Later on, he says, likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot. Well, what happened in the days of Noah and what happened in the days of Lot? What similarity will there be in the days of the Son of Man? Well, verse 27 says, in the days of Noah, they ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. In the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, They bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. The people were oblivious to the fact that judgment was coming. They lived life casually, carefree, doing what they needed to do, doing what they wanted to do, but they were not prepared for the judgment to come. In both situations, judgment came and destroyed them all. They should have been prepared for judgment. They should have been prepared for the return of Christ. That's what's indicated in this passage of Scripture. Jesus wants his disciples to be prepared. He says that often in the Gospels. Don't be asleep. Don't be in the dark. I want you to know. The world's not going to know, but I want my disciples to know that I'm coming back, and when I do, my kingdom and my judgment come with me. So the people were oblivious to the judgment. Jesus is the judge of the world. He came into this world, lived a sinless life, did his ministry, was made evident by many marvelous works, his glorious teaching, his authoritative teaching, and then he was despised and rejected by his generation. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. They crucified him. 
the world rejected him, and he died on the cross paying for our sins. Then he was buried, he resurrected the third day, then he was seen by many people on the earth, and then he ascended into heaven, and he's at the right hand of the Father, and he is returning. He is coming back, and when he does, he will judge the peoples of the earth, and it will be too late for them to repent at that time. Now is the day of repentance. Now is the acceptable time to receive Christ. What are we to do with this? Well, first, we need to be ready for the judgment, and we need to be watching for it. We don't need to be in the dark. We don't need to be ignorant of these things. Let's not live our lives casually, carefree, indifferent, or oblivious to the judgment that's coming. Judgment is coming. Second, let's warn the people of the earth of the pending judgment, of Jesus' return. Let's tell them these things. Many will trust Christ. Many will receive the message. We need to warn them. It's an amazing passage. It's an intense passage. Can I point out one other thing? Jesus in this passage says that Noah and the flood and the judgment were real events. Jesus says in this passage that Sodom and Gomorrah, their destruction by fire and brimstone from heaven, was a real event. If Jesus alludes to these things as historically true, we also need to believe that they are historically true, that they really happened. We can trust in God's word, we can trust in it for ourselves, and we can trust in it as we share it with others. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for these revelations, these realizations that we can come to through the work, the illuminating work of your Holy Spirit. And Father, I pray that we would study, that we would pray, that we would persevere in searching out the truth of your word, that we may know the truth and be set free, and so that we can know the truth and share it with others. I thank you that you make these things known to us. Help us, Father, to take full advantage of that knowledge. We ask these things in Jesus' name for his sake. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.